Welcome to Get Unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Over the next hour, you will be given valuable tips and tools you can use to overcome what keeps you stuck. Now, here is Jason. Welcome to Get Unstuck, Move Forward With Your Life. I'm your host, Jason Hopkins. Thank you for joining us today. Get Unstuck Radio is inspired by my own journey of navigating this thing called life. More than a decade ago, I faced my own dark night of the soul, a painful chapter that robbed me of my mind, my money, and my way. After a series of catastrophic setbacks upended a lifetime of work, I was left with two choices, to end it all or to begin again. Fortunately, with a mustard seed of faith, I chose to walk forward with a new commitment to serve others. Over the last decade, I have faithfully worked to evolve the narrative of how the world sees mental health. By recognizing that everyone struggles, sometimes we all need new insight and a different perspective to see life more clearly. Not only is this show the birthplace of my own efforts to overcome life's challenges, but a safe space to meet other champions who, even after setbacks, still bravely show up to serve others. Get Unstuck Radio highlights the phenomenal people who have joined me along the way. It is a place to share their stories, which hopefully spark inspiration in your own life. Together, we celebrate our individual capacity to move forward and to get the life we truly desire. Each week, a distinguished guest will share their own unique perspective about what it takes to move beyond stuck and achieve their truest potential. Regardless of where you are, I am hopeful you will discover the inspiration and courage to make an impact in your own life. Let's get started. Today, I'm thrilled to have my dear friend and colleague, Dr. Heather Evans. Heather has more than 25 years of experience serving the health and healing needs of her clients, from self-care and maintenance to those healing from acute injuries, surgical recovery, cosmetic surgery recovery, lymphedema, and other chronic conditions. She serves each client with a health is wealth approach, which supports someone after an injury, illness, or setback, or those who simply want to put their best foot forward in any season of their life. She is passionate about understanding her patient's concerns and frustrations, taking every step possible to support the treatment plans of other doctors and providers, which ultimately results in a healing-focused care team. She works to understand a patient's needs, helping them to adapt during an advancing condition with greater comfort, Discovering one's new normal can be a challenge that Heather takes on daily. Let her help you live your best life. Welcome, Heather, and thank you for being here for another episode of Get Unstuck Radio. How are you today? I'm good, Jason. Thanks for having me. And what a great synopsis. That's so well said. You really captured what I do and the essence of how I practice. Well, I'm so thrilled that you're here today. And, um, you know, just for full disclosure, um, our, our guests should know that you and I um, have known each other for quite some time. And, and you are one of the first people I wanted to have on the show because, frankly, I think what you're doing is transformational. Um, I, I just gave your background in a really short, um, use your word, synopsis. But explain to me a little more tactically about who you are and what your training is that brings you to this unique place in your career. Well, I have quite a few letters behind my name because I I have continued my education process. I think each I add something about every decade. I kind of reinvent myself and and take things deeper. I didn't start off, you know, as a little girl knowing that I wanted to be a, a doctor or a this or a that, you know. Right. I mean, when you're 18 years old and trying to decide what you're going to do, go to college, 
you know, deciding what you're going to do for the rest of your life is, is kind of tough for most people. And I was, I started off, my mother's a nurse and I loved biology. I used to, you know, flip through the, I'm the generation where we flip through Encyclopedia Britannica. Same. (laughs) um, Also her, her nursing books, you know, I looked at all that anatomy and I thought it was the coolest thing. And in high school, I got involved in this work study program where, I mean, honestly, you could get out of school a couple hours early if you had a job. So I got a job at the hospital. I worked as a clerk in a day surgery center, helping admit people. And as I was doing that, I looked around at what everybody did. What do the surgical nurses do? What do the floor floor nurses do? What are the physical therapists doing? What are the radiologists doing? And I decided that physical therapy looked interesting to me. You were helping people learn how to walk again. And honestly, nobody was going to die if they didn't get physical therapy or did get, I wasn't saving someone's life. I didn't want that kind of pressure, but it seemed like a really rewarding profession. So I transferred my job in the hospital to the physical therapy department as just kind of a a beginning tech person and ended up getting a degree in physical therapy. So that's where I started. I worked in hospitals and uh, outpatient facilities, rehab centers. I worked doing home health. So the first several years of my career, uh, that's where I was, helping people in the hospital-based system. And I moved to Dallas, actually. I was from Alabama originally, and I moved to Dallas uh, just for a temporary job. I was only supposed to be here for eight weeks. I was filling in for somebody at a hospital that was off, and I loved it so much, I stayed. I kind of never went back. Okay. And in, in that Dallas facility, I worked in outpatient, and the company was a large corporation, and they identified the patient population that wasn't being served, and that was lymphedema. Lymphedema is a swelling that people get. Sometimes they're born with it. Sometimes they acquire it through a surgery or some other injury. And so the company wanted somebody to go to this class. Well, I didn't really even know what it was, but I sort of got sort of got volunteered, but sort of raised my hand because nobody else would. And I went to the lymphedema training class and came back and I became the lymphedema therapist in the hospital. Okay. And after some time, I worked in outpatient and people who you know, health insurance changed quite a bit and used to go to physical therapy until you and your therapist thought you were better. But in the 90s, managed care came along and benefits really got cut down and you only got so many visits, more like what we have today. You know, you get your 10 visits. And people started asking me, hey, Heather, you know, my insurance is done and I'm wondering if you would just continue coming to my house and I'll pay you cash you know, to come and help me with my lymphedema because I've reached a good place, but I really want it to be better. I want it to be more normal. Well, you can't do physical therapy without a doctor's prescription. So I went to massage school. Okay. After saying no, because people kept asking me and I heard myself say no repeatedly and thought there's a need for this. So I went to massage school. I got a massage license because you can work with people in a certain scope without a doctor's prescription or insurance benefits. I bought a massage table and I stuck it in the trunk of my car. And evenings and weekends, I started going to people's houses and helping them with their maintenance work for lymphedema. 
So you were doing this in addition to having your same day job in the hospital. Correct. I had, this was my side hustle before that was the term. We used to call it moonlighting. And so it took about two years and two years. I had really a full-time business. I found myself most of the evening and most of the weekend. And I quit my job one day and with some thought, of course, but I cried for two weeks because I thought, (laughs) you know, am I going to get up and do this every day? Am I going to get out of bed if I don't have to clock in and clock out? And, you know, I had to get my own health insurance and I became a self-employed person. Right. I did keep a couple of little side hustles to my side hustle. You know, I filled in as temp work here and there, but a couple of years I had a full-time job. So I went, I was the door-to-door gal. And I did that for several years and I, you know, hauled that massage table in and out of my car all day. And I started seeing people with other things like scar tissue as a massage therapist that had a physical therapy therapy background. I started getting clients calling me who had other things. They had swelling because they had had a knee replacement. They had been discharged from physical therapy and they still had some scar tissue they wanted to work on. And one of my clients was a chiropractor. And I used to go to this chiropractor's office. She had lymphedema in her arm from breast cancer. And I started going to her office and I didn't really know a lot about chiropractic. Um, I I used to get these headaches because my neck would get sore. I think probably I'd had a car accident, maybe that in retrospect started that. And And dragging that table in and out of your car. And dragging that table around. So I would go to this chiropractor's office and she, I started asking her questions about chiropractic and what does that do and how does it work? And um, she adjusted my neck and my headache was gone in 10 minutes where previously I had, you know, taken Advil for a couple of days in a row and put ice on my neck and tried to do stretches and all of this. And my headache went away. So it really got my attention. So I dove a little deeper with her. And she called me one day and said, hey, this little office next to me is going out of business. Why don't you come get this space? And I was tired of being in my car. I was eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner in the car. Okay. So I that was my first office. I went and rented this little office right next door to the chiropractor. And I was there for a couple of years next door to her. Okay. So really... It sounds like your career has been one thing that builds upon another, but if I'm hearing the consistent theme, it was always, how do you show up to better serve the people you're seeing? Yes. I I really pay attention to what's in front of me and what keeps coming at me. You know, I hear sort of from a, a different perspective, I hear what people are asking and I hear what I'm saying to them and I start to notice the patterns. And if I see a need that starts showing up as a pattern, I ask myself, how do I fill this? Who can fill this? It may not be me, but I like to try to help people find somebody who can do that. So really, you become a referral source, whether you can serve them or somebody else can for people with a variety of things that they're struggling with. Yes. So fast forward, because I know you were working in that office, and then at some point you decide to go on to chiropractic school, which gives you more letters behind your name. Talk to me about what, what helped you make that decision. Well, you know, I'd like to say it was some big grand, you know, altruistic purpose, but I I was approaching 45 years old 
And I thought, well, what am I going to do? You know, you start thinking, well, I'm going to retire at 65. I have 20 years more to work. What am I going to do? What have I done? I had by this time I had been self-employed with my massage and lymphatic business for about 10 years. And so now I'm 20 years into this career that I've been so far. And I thought, what am I going to do for the next 20 years? And uh, in talking with the chiropractor and, you know, really learning about what that does, because by now I'm sending people to her. I'm referring when people come to me with a condition, I'm referring them over to physical therapy or over to the chiropractor or over to other practitioners that can help that whole person. And um, I wanted to go back to school and learn something else and broaden my knowledge. So I could have gone back and and gotten an advanced degree in physical therapy. You can even get a doctorate in physical therapy now. But to me, that didn't fill in as big of a hole. I wanted to broaden that to add in another scope. And so I decided to go to chiropractic school because it was a really great fit. And what that did for me as an older student, you know, I was learning not a new language, but filling in large chunks of information to the knowledge I already had. Okay. And I just ate it up. I can imagine that. And I mean, again, I go back to that awareness that you had at 45 really was built upon, you know, where you started in this journey to begin with. And again, it, it was about helping people. And and what I admire so much about you in, in the years that I've known you is you do have this incredible capacity to really see the whole person. And 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 I know that that is a key element that is often missing in healthcare. And, and I can't, I'm sure you see it all the time. People who have gone to their doctors, they have their cadre of resources, and they still don't get better. They still don't really feel seen by the providers. Talk to me for a second about you know, how how were you intentionally different in wanting to take this people-first approach? Well, I really credit that early work in the hospital because right. when I worked in the hospital, I was working with the sickest of the sick, people that had devastating life-altering conditions. They had had a stroke or they'd had a spinal cord injury or they had cancer or a brain injury or any number of absolutely devastating things. And working in the rehab hospital with these people, I, I saw them, you know, traumatized. I saw their family. I saw the tears. I saw the frustration. I saw the real black and white nitty gritty of a life completely stopped in its tracks. Right. And as I progressed to working in, in outpatient and nursing homes and these other settings and home health, you know, I progressed to working with healthier and healthy people. There's, you know, there's a continuum of care when you have a devastating condition like that. You hopefully you graduate to rehab and then you graduate to outpatient and then you graduate to home. You know, there's a, a progression as you're getting your life back to normal. And I really saw how that is not fast and it is not easy. Right. It's a struggle. I would go into these people's homes and see how it altered their family. You know, you, you, you can't drive and you can't work. And it's it's life-changing financially. And you become dependent on so many others that your world gets smaller and smaller. 
Yes. Yeah. Your social life is diminished. You know, you're not going on vacation. You know, you're just trying to learn how to tie your shoe. Right. And um, so as I started working with healthier and healthy people, I really started looking at like there's most of these things don't happen overnight. You know, there are warning signs you could say it's kind of like that little I use car analogies a lot because people can relate to that but it's kind of like that little tick in your car you know it just sounds different right. you know and then you let it go a little while longer and all of a sudden you hear maybe something rubbing or something grinding or it starts the, the electricity's not working and eventually your car is going to stop and we all know you know well I need to get that into the mechanic because if I don't fix that now while it's a small problem it's going to be really expensive right and it really applies to our health as well i think that's a great analogy and you know uh, in the next segment coming up we're really going to dive into kind of this health is wealth approach so bring me to date you know what has changed since you you became a chiropractor um talk about you know, what that looks like practically in today's world for you? Well, chiropractic, part of our education is we spend a lot of time in, in biochemistry and the science of nutrition and chem chemical, you know, physical therapy really focuses on mechanics right? and in chiropractic, that education really focuses on chemistry and the chemistry and neurology of how the mechanics work. And, you know, it's back to the um, car analogy again, or I like to use the analogy really of our body with as a plant. You know, when I speak of biochemistry, you know, we all know that a plant needs sunshine and right. it needs water. And if you don't apply those things, it's going to start to wilt and then it's eventually going to die. And plants also need nutrients. You know, the soil has nutrients that they get from the rain and natural fertilizers in the in the dirt. And so we're the same way. You know, I really right. started looking at food and what we're eating and putting in our bodies and the chemistry of that and how it affects us long term. I, I love it. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a few minutes and we're really going to dive into you know, what this looks like more practically in our own lives. Stay tuned. Follow the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Twitter. You already know we're full of great ideas and our hosts have plenty to say. We want to hear from you too. Be sure to follow us at VA Empowerment and come back every day to see what's next. Stuck in a state of being that holds us back from creating the life we truly desire. Regardless of your own blocks or limitations, imagine an easier way to get unstuck and move forward with your life. On this show, Jason Hopkins shares his practical next right step approach that will move you toward the life you really want. You too can be steps from getting the abundance, love, support, and fulfillment your heart desires. Get unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. 
Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Do you dream about success but wonder how to get there? Hillary DeCesar and her guests will reveal how they relaunched into lives they only dreamt about. Their stories will inspire and surprise you and ignite your inner sparks. The Relaunch, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to the show. If you have a question for Jason or his guests, join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Jason. And we're back with my guest, Dr. Heather Evans. We're having an inspiring conversation today about health is wealth. Um, I'm so glad that you've tuned in and are joining us. So Heather, let's talk about this health is wealth concept. What does that mean to you? Well, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. If you ask any gazillionaire with all the money and resources in the world that can't get out of bed. And they'll, you know, that's a pretty glaring example. But, you know, for the most average person, I think what that can look like is you're tired. You can't focus on your work. You don't feel like going to your kid's soccer game. You don't feel like, you know, having an engaged conversation with your spouse. And, you know, maybe you don't feel like you're sick. You know, most of us think that uh, there's there's nothing wrong until like there's a bone sticking out or, you know, we have something that's actually taking us to the doctor because we're really sick. But right. there's a process that leads up to that. And often it just starts out with, you know, f- fatigue and, you know, you, you just lack of focus and you, you don't feel like being engaged in life. Yeah, I can certainly... Um you know, uh, own that in my own life. I mean, there have been ebbs and flows where you recognized that, you know, maybe something happens, you get sick and it, and it puts into perspective how fragile life can be and that you don't have the same energy or you don't sleep as well as you used to. And, and, and it really, it messes with your mind, I think, you know, because we become so reliant on our bodies serving us beautifully. I mean, they're designed to do that. And for the most part, they do. But I go back to the car analogy that you shared earlier and add on to that, that, you know, if you don't keep the oil changed and if you don't do the regular maintenance on it, you don't replace the tires when they're bald, you know, it really can over time be an erosion. And I don't I don't think normally health doesn't catastrophically change in a minute. Um, you know, talk to us about the people that you've seen. And I know you work with a, a, a varied swath of people that you serve in your business, but, you know, talk about the, the, the people who are are middle-aged that maybe have had a setback that recognize that, that maybe they shouldn't be so reliant on things. How do you meet them where they are? Well, I'll start with myself on that. You know, I'm 53 years old and I was, I'm, I'm very lucky. I have great genetics. 
Um, as far as I know, I'm waiting to get a genetic test back to see what some of those <laughs> things are. But but generally, you know, I come from pretty healthy people. I mean, we have genetically high cholesterol, but, you know, there, we can work around that. But, um, you know, I was always this perfect little size six. No matter what I ate, I was that girl. You know, I, I looked healthy. And it wasn't until I was about 43 that I really, because things were changing with my chemistry, I really could not, you know, the way I was eating and living my life, you know, was, was very average by any, you know, standards today, but, you know, all of a sudden things started changing and what I was doing since I hadn't had to put forth any effort before, you know, I didn't have to exercise. I didn't have to eat perfectly because I just had great metabolism. So here I found myself uh, with base with general habits that I had to change because all of a sudden I my clothes didn't fit. You know, I started gaining weight. I started feeling sluggish. I even remember saying, "Gosh, I need a nap every five hours," and I did. You know, I would just tank during the day, and so I had to learn a crash course. You know, um, I wasn't sick, but I didn't feel good either. I wasn't especially healthy. Then I would put my blood work today up against my blood work at 35 or 40. I guarantee it's healthier. Wow, that's pretty phenomenal. And the thing that I'm hearing for you, and I recognize this in my own journey of of you and I having to work work together now, it's, um, you know, I I, want to inspire anybody that's listening that just because you've started and maybe you recognize some of the things that Heather's just talked about, there are actual steps that you can take that can reverse the effects that you're feeling. Like, you know, qualify for us, Heather, it's not necessarily normal at 43 to need a nap every five hours. No, it's not. And I think that we, you know, things, it's like the frog you hear that you put down in the water in the cold water and you turn up the water and eventually you boil him, but he has no idea because it's such a slow process. You know, if you don't get on the scale very often, you know, you can, that can change from week to week. And it is a real slow process that we don't really notice because it's not dramatic. It's very slow. And I think what's really frustrating for people is that once you do reach that point where you realize I need to do something about this and you figure out what to do, you realize it's it's not a, not a quick process to get back in the other direction, but it doesn't take long that you can't change it overnight either. And I think this right. is where people get frustrated. They, they don't know what to do. They don't are sure what to do first. And I think one of the highlights I want to make is, and and here's to answer your question about where my business is today. Um, we have two very different healthcare systems in this country. We have the insurance-based healthcare system, and insurance is fabulous. And I think there's a great place for our healthcare system, but it's really set up to help people once something's already broken. Right. For example, um, you break a bone, you go to the doctor, you can get it 
reset and put a cast on it. And, and then you, you heal that and you get your cast off and people realize at that point, oh gosh, my arm is skinny and my muscles are weak. So you actually have to go to physical therapy. You don't just get your cast off and go back to normal life. There's right. a process to rehab that arm because you're, you're now using it again after being mobile immobilized. And then insurance says, okay, you can use your arm and you can feed yourself. You are functional, but yet you, you, your arm is not normal. So you can either stop right there and continue on your own, or some people are looking for help outside of that. Maybe you hire a personal trainer to help you get your arm back to where it was normally, because there is a big difference between what health insurance deems functional. Can you walk? Can you feed yourself? Can you dress yourself? Can you drive again to being normal? There's a big gap there. And that gap is filled in out of your own pocketbook. You know, and that's the thing I've even noticed in my own life. I mean, and you and I working together, um, and, and, and I've been pretty open about this. I had a, a little bit of a health setback before Christmas this last year that really sort of opened my eyes. And I was like, what I'm struggling with is something that that people that are old face, you know, and 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 I don't feel old at this point. And in fact, I would say I have more energy now um, being on a more consistent regimen through the work that we've done and, and with the help of others than I have had in at least the last 10 years, which I'm so grateful for. But it was that one event that made me realize that like, okay, those other things that you're really dug in on, like not really cleaning up your eating, like not focusing on exercise and fitness or doing things with consistency, that really became front and center for me and recognizing that you know, again, the the erosion of health happens over time. And, and I believe, you know, there are those taps on the shoulders that you get that if you don't pay attention to them, they do result in things that you may not love for yourself. I mean, it, it to me feels like the birthplace of chronic illness. Um, you know, all the things that that we see people deal with that that we don't want to. So, Talk to us a minute about, you know, kind of the affirmation of the things that maybe we don't pay attention to that if we made some healthier choices along the way will impact or benefit us as we continue to age and move forward. Well, you, something I really want to point out for you and your, since you brought up your situation is, you know, you had a little health event you and it got your attention and you paid attention and you said okay this happened and i got over it and really pretty quickly and with doing a couple of things and within i don't want to hmm? within days yeah and you said i don't i don't want to get myself back into this again and and i think that is that is one place where people really struggle because a, a lot of times what happens is that people get that uh, let, let's, let me use high blood pressure for an example. You know, people go to the doctor and discover they have high blood pressure and they get on a medication and they think, okay, blood pressure numbers are normal. I can go about my business, but where functional medicine takes that a step further is yes, insurance-based, prescription-based medicine has fixed your blood pressure numbers. Right. But where functional medicine and where I'd like to see more people steer to is, okay, 
great. I got out of the woods there. What caused that high blood pressure? What can I do so that I don't need high blood pressure medication anymore? You know, and yes, there are conditions that people need prescriptions forever. And that's great. That's fine. Right. I'm not, right. I don't think that's a bad thing, but I'm thinking, you know, where people fall short and where our healthcare system falls short is the emergency situation is over. How can we get this from happening again? And I see this a lot with my lymphedema work because typically lymphedema, the most common cause of lymphedema is actually cancer treatment. You know, cancer treatment is fantastic. It, it really helps people, but often there's some damage to the lymphatic system. People remove lymph nodes, do radiation, things like that. And they end up with this permanent swelling in their arm or their leg. And so I talk with a lot of these people and they, you know, um, cancer is not something that, that you're always responsible for. People get genetic types of cancers, but the most common cancers really can be prevented. Um, you know, our body's kind of like that soil for that plant, you know, do you have healthy soil for that plant to grow in, or do you right. have unhealthy soil for that plant to grow in? And when a person gets cancer, they have time to look at their life and go, oh gosh, I've eaten donuts for breakfast every morning for the last 20 years. I drink sodas all day long. I don't exercise. I'm stressed to the max, you know, all of these things. And they start like, what do I do? You know, like, I, what, what, how do I cook for myself? What do I buy? You know, that first, you know, it's, you, you have to have a crash course in self-care and relearn the habits, but, but they have time and they have time to change their life and they have time to get their self out of that and time to, to do it better so that this doesn't happen again, if possible. Right. You know, I think even in my own journey in recognizing that so many of what I'm going to call my bad habits or, or previously learned behaviors, they were rooted in something from a, from an old woundedness. You know, like I, I um, have not always been the, the most healthy eater, but just in recognizing that that literally me thinking I'm in control of being able to eat what I want. The last laugh was not what was not on me. It was the the realization that what I was doing was poisoning myself. And again, I I don't believe there's, you know, I think perfect is a word that we should eradicate from the dictionary, but I do think that there are steps that you can take. And 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 in my own life, I have, you know, taken pretty consistent steps and sometimes, you know, leaps, sometimes very small steps. But I can say the the compounded effect of doing that with consistency has made a difference. I mentioned a minute ago, I have more energy and feel better than I have in at least a decade. But but I won't say that it was necessarily easy. But if you give yourself a pass of grace and you you choose a next step that you can do with commitment and consistency, they really do build upon each other. And I mean, for some, for some, it's it, it's as simple as starting with drinking the recommended amount of the recommended amount of water every day, you know, with, with getting a little bit of exercise, you know, you don't have to go become a gym God, but taking 15 minute walk around the block and getting some sun on your head. Like those are simple things that we can tweak in our lives that can make a difference. Yes. Small changes. You know, so where do you think people get really, dug in, like you see people day in and day out, like 
What are the things that hold them back from taking those next steps, do you think? I think lack of education. Okay. If I had to boil it down to one thing, it would be lack of education. When I And I don't mean like they have to have some degree or something, but right. education in how the body works. I spend a lot of time when somebody comes into me, usually they come into me because they have back pain. You know, that's typical chiropractic or they have a neck ache or something like that. And I look at that person, you know, what state they're in and do, do you take vitamins and do you drink water? And I ask them all these questions because I'm not just a, a bone doctor. You know, I'm a whole person doctor, not the kind that, you know, writes prescription or does surgeries, but you know, chiropractors in Texas are portal of entry doctors. We are kind of like a general practitioner of sorts. And, um, you know, really look at that person and talk to them about their life and their lifestyle. And typically it's just lack of education in how the body works, how your digestive system works. What, What does eating fiber actually do? And what does that look like? And how does that function? Or typically, one of the biggest things that holds people back is the perception that they don't have time. Right. Well, and I think that 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 fear is real for most of us. And, and, you know, as I mentioned earlier, for me, it was having a very minor health setback that that recovered relatively quickly. But what it did for me is it highlighted the time is now, regardless of how much time you have left, if your goal is to circumvent or avoid having something more catastrophic or chronic later, it builds upon what you're doing now. And again, I go back to this, this is not about doing it perfectly, you know, or are always doing it correctly. I mean, we are humans having in a human experience, but really just showing up for yourself. Well, I'll... myself as an example on that, you know, I, at at my age, I need to, I, I need to exercise more. I need the bone density. I need the muscle mass. You know, I, I look really healthy and I'm a great weight, but I, that's not always about that. You know, it's, it's about what that does for you. You know, chemically exercise changes you. It changes your brain chemicals for the good or bad. And, you know, I struggle with that. And I have had to learn about myself, you know, what is it? Because I just don't like it. You know, I know it's good for me, kind of like beets, you know, I eat them because <laughs> I know they're good for me, but I just don't really like it. Right. But I've learned that if I turn that into a social thing, you know, I'm not somebody that's just going to go to the gym, you know, and and do my thing by myself. You know, I, instead of when a friend wants to get together, hey, let's go take a walk. You know, let's get together and do this. Let's, you know, do that. We're all playing pickleball now. It's like you turn 50 and you have to play pickleball. But it's fun and it's social. And I've learned that about myself after a lot of struggle failing at this other stuff, you know, and I would beat myself up because I, 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 of all people, I know I should do, should, you know, do this, but I had to find what works for me. I love it. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes and we'll talk more about how you can practically integrate these things into your own life.
You can like and comment on the Voice America Empowerment Channel Facebook page. This is the place to get and share advice from some of the best leaders on the planet. Get started today by searching for Voice America Empowerment or click the like button under the player today. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to the show. If you have a question for Jason or his guests, join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Jason. And we're back with my fabulous guest, Dr. Heather Evans, today. Um, We've been talking about health is wealth as a concept. And really, um, for those of you that are listening, want to get into next, like if, if this resonates with you, if something's happened in your life or you feel things have shifted or changed, what are some practical next steps you can take and, and, and where do you get started? You know, Heather, I know you see clients day in and day out that you meet at, at various places along the way. Um, you know, really, when does somebody come to you? Typically, I see people when they have some kind of injury or some kind of pain. Because that's just human nature. We don't the, we don't break the momentum usually until we have something that gets our attention. And so I see people from varying degrees of hobbling in and can barely stand up uh, to, um, you know, just a little nagging something. So when co- somebody comes into me, I really assess like where are they? What what does this person need? You know, do they need something, you know, quick and easy or is this a bigger issue? So there's a little bit of an investigation process. And I usually spend an hour with somebody the first time I see them because, you know, people will fill their form out and they will put very little. But you start asking them questions and they don't realize how everything is related. And there's a lot more information there than they they thought. They're not leaving anything out on purpose, of course. But often I end up sending them to other practitioners because I don't do it all. You know, I have my niche of the bubble that I work within. You know, I'm just one part of that. It's like a large company that has a marketing department and an IT department and a 
finance department and a, you know, every whatever you, you, your body is the same, you know, one person cannot meet all your needs, you know, physical, spiritual, emotional, and intellectual, we are multifaceted and our health is as well. So a lot of times I will look at, you know, what other providers does this person need? You know, maybe they need to see their MD. You know, is this something that needs immediate medical attention? You know, do they need an x-ray or do they need an image? You know, I call it my spidey senses. You know, I look at this person in front of me and is what they're saying, does this fit? Or is there something else that needs to be looked at? And often you do need to call in other providers. Sometimes I will send them for maybe this is something your insurance will pay for because I don't take insurance. I see people who really are usually coming out of the insurance-based system. Maybe they're on the other side of an injury or on the other side of an illness and they've already been discharged from that care. And these are the people who are looking for something like, okay, I lived and I'm functional sort of, but I don't feel like myself. What can I do to be as normal as I can be? And that's kind of the wheelhouse that I work within. And I'm in an office with other providers. Um, We have acupuncturists, we have massage therapists, we have a hypnotherapist, we have any number of providers, a counselor who can help these people address another need, or if if they live somewhere else, I help them find somebody in their area. So I'm going to give it an even different plug for the beautiful container that you've created called the Health Collective. So if, 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 any of you listening in Dallas, you should definitely check out the Health Collective. Um, it is a, a beautiful space in Dallas that is this um, this magnificent uh, vessel of of experts in their own field. So when Heather talks about referring out within her own system, she's created this really unique concept that is designed to meet people where they are. And you said something earlier that that I think really stuck with me. You know, traditional healthcare often is not really looking at the root cause. It's designed to deal with the symptoms of what you're facing. Correct. What I'm getting from you is you're really looking for the root cause. You know, we were talking this morning in my love of iced tea, like what is it in iced tea that I crave? And probably something beyond the caffeine. I think being able to take a pass at things that we're struggling with and look a little deeper into them is really valuable. You know, and, and I can imagine in, in being in this journey myself, actively in this journey, I can imagine that, you know, there are people that come to you you know, once once something has happened, what obstacles do you see? I mean, I can imagine a, a, a one that many people have is that it's expensive and that they have to pay for it out of pocket. Um, how do you overcome those objections when people have them? 100%. Getting to the root cause of something is the absolute most essential key, because if you don't, you're going to be right back in the same boat. Right. Well, you're just putting a Band-Aid on things. It's a cycle. That's right. You know, it's like if you 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 could put a Band-Aid on something, but if you don't pull the splinter out, you know, it causes more problems later. So if you don't really investigate that, like, how did I get here? What caused this? You know, what what is my body telling me? Because our body is often, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, an infant 
They can't tell you I'm sleepy. I'm hungry. I'm uncomfortable. Uh, you know, they, they just cry and our body's the same way. You know, sometimes you have to throw a few things at it. Like, well, what is, is it? This, is it that could it be this? You know, you really have to be a little bit of a sleuth to see, you know, where is this coming from and what is our body asking for? Well, and a lot of times I've learned in my own life, the, um, it, it it's the deficits of things that you don't have on board, the things that you're not um, replenished enough. I mean, I recall you, you asked me to do this really complicated oats test, which is basically an involved urine test. And I was shocked at the 50 pages that came back at what it showed that I was depleted in everything from, you know, dopamine and serotonin to some really other things in my body that, that we were able with, with putting some supplements on board, able to get those levels back where they needed to be that frankly, I think are a major contributor in my having the levels of energy and desire to show up differently for myself. Like, I don't think I'm unique in that. No, typically it is, you know, as basic as chemistry, you know, what are we, maybe not that we are eating something terrible. It's like, what are we not eating? Because most people are familiar with, you know, your, your hair and your skin and your nails, you know, they're constantly, the old is always sloughing off and the new is always growing underneath. Well, that same principle applies to everything else in your body. You know, your bones, your bone cells are always turning over. The old is going away and the new, your kidney cells, your muscle cells, your eyeball cells, you know, and our body is smart. Unlike your car, if your car has a flat tire, it doesn't repair itself. But everyone has seen how if you cut yourself, it heals sometimes slowly but depending on the factors that, you know, underlying and how healthy you are, but it can heal really quickly. I think one thing that people need to realize is that you can eat a candy bar or an apple and your body is still going to take that and make new eyeball cells or grow hair, you know? So how healthy is that outcome going to be? you know, garbage in, garbage out. If you don't give it what it needs, it's going to take it from somewhere else because it will achieve the goal of growing more eyeball cells. Right. Well, and the reality is, is often those of us who eat, and I'm going to put in quotes, health food, it's not necessarily healthy. You know, I've been a person that, that loves eating out. I eat out a lot of my meals and recognizing that that has been a major contributor to carrying 20 pounds of weight or more that I really am probably not designed to carry just because of my choices. And again, you know, I could get in the spiral of criticizing myself for those choices, but I think what matters more is when you know, you know. And now that I know, you know, uh, the functional medicine doctor that we both see you know, she told me last week, I need to eat an organic carrot that's not peeled every day. And she gave me a long list of scientific reasons to do that. But it's been so easy for me to integrate it into my day. I kind of look forward to eating my carrot. Yeah. Um, you know, so I want to reiterate as somebody who's actively doing this process, yourself included, it's not all hard. And there are simple things that you can do that make a difference. You know, I I take a lot of supplements, but I have blood work and results that have proven that doing that in the right way with tailor-made supplements for the things that I need 
do result in things that benefit me. You know, again, I'm not saying just take a multivitamin every day and it's going to fix everything. I don't think that's the approach here. But the reality is, is there are things that we can do that do support us. Yes, to your point, I think very basic testing, you know, get your blood work done, do some basic testing just to see where your baseline is. And then, you know, what can I do to start turning this in a better direction? And sometimes you might need to see three different people right? because what fits for one person doesn't resonate with another person. You know, some but the people- goal of seeing those multiple people is having somebody like yourself that's at the hub that's steering the conversation. So everybody's speaking the same language. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that we often see as a deficit in traditional medicine that everybody's not on the same page. And and from my perspective, getting everybody on the same page was the thing that made a difference. So when I show up, there's been communication and conversation around what is the next step. Very well said. I think you have to be kind of your own case manager and you have to keep the conversation going so that you're, you're connected with your providers and that everybody's working together. Right. Heather, I mean, we could talk for two more hours about this, and I'm already inspired by ways we can have you back and other things that we can talk about. Um, Is there anything that we didn't cover today that you think is really important to close the loop on this conversation? I think if it all boils down to something you said, when you know better, you do better. Right. I think that's a really simple thing. I mean, those are the the modified words of the great late late Maya Angelou. Um, Heather, if listeners want to get in touch with you, tell us how they can find you. The best way to find me is at the Health Collective in Dallas. That's www.hlthco.com. I love it. So um, thank you. This was such a valuable conversation. I'm so thrilled that you were here and you joined us. Um, if any of you are listening and want to uh, keep keep in touch with what we've got going on, we've got some fabulous guests coming up. You can like our Get Unstuck Radio show pages at Get Unstuck Radio on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Um, next week, we have an incredible guest, Dr. Joe Gregory. Um, he's a seasoned sales and leadership coach who helps professionals level up to their peak performance. You definitely won't want to miss this inspired conversation. Heather, tell me, just as we're wrapping up here, what's one thing somebody can do today that could make an impact? I think the single biggest thing is drink more water and eat more single ingredient foods which is like an apple, you know, foods that you can pull off a tree, pull out of the ground. They look like they're natural packaging. They're not, you know, processed and have three or more ingredients in them. I love it. Um, I, I, those, those are words of wisdom and I'm, I'm practicing them myself every day, especially as I'm eating my, my organic carrot, my apple. Um, thank you so much for being here today. And until next time, remember, every journey begins with the next step. You have the ability to be your own champion. Showing up for ourselves in times of struggle can make all the difference. Heather, thank you. I'm so glad you were here, and we look forward to future conversations with you. Thank you, Jason. My pleasure. So glad. Thanks for listening to today's show. We hope we've helped you identify how you can overcome the mental block that's been keeping you stuck. Until we talk again, we wish you a great week.